Thank you for joining us. Just as God created the earth, he created heaven. We already know how majestic the earth is because God allowed us to see it. Even with all of its problems, because of sin, the breathtaking beauty of earth is undeniable. In our finite minds, we cannot imagine the splendor of heaven, even though we know it exists. As Pastor Rander speaks to us today on the magnificence of heaven, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to record what awaits the children of God when we get there. You either in Christ or you out. You either know him or you don't. Huh? You either sheep or you go. You either saint or you ain't. Okay? You either know him or you don't. That's right. That's right. So, so in Christ, you slump in that sleep, slump in that seat and die at the very moment. Instantly, you are in the presence of God. Just like that, before you can comprehend, oh, probably astonishing and astounding that all of a sudden, you're there. There, just like that. Just like that. Our beloved loved ones who have died, we're weeping and we're wailing on them and we ought to grieve, but not as if we have no hope. Because if you can ask them to come back, they say, you fooling yourself? I'm not coming back here. It's too great where I am. It's too great where I am. It's too great where I am. To die in Christ is to go immediately into his presence. He said, give me some more scriptures. I want to hang on that because you need to be educated in these things. You got it. You don't see a little light at the end of the tunnel. You know, all that kind of stuff. You got people say, oh, they went to heaven and they saw God and they came back to talk about it. Oh, no, they didn't. They just probably had too many ribs. (laughs) (laughs) To die in Christ is to go immediately into his presence. Give me some more scriptures. Glad you said that. Philippians 1.21. Philippians 1.21 says, for to me... To live is Christ. Everything is about living for Christ, honoring Christ, glorifying Christ, worshiping Christ, paying my tithes to Christ, sharing the name of Christ. And to die is gain. Why is it gain? Because you go immediately into the presence of God in heaven. Acts chapter 7 verse 59 says, Acts 7 59 says, And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. In other words, he saw God standing and he said, oh, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He knew he was going straight to heaven in the presence of God. That's why God was standing up. God was standing up because he was waiting to receive his child who was about to be stoned and being stoned. In 2 Corinthians 5, 8, it says, we are confident. In other words, ain't no doubt about it. (laughs) Ain't no doubt about it. We are confident. Yes, well pleased. Rather to be absent from the body, that's when you collapse and die, and to be present with the Lord. I die up here, I fall, boom, boom, with the Lord. Body claps. Soul spirit goes straight to heaven. You bury me, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, from whence we will come. 
As a matter of fact, God made us out of dust. Dust to dust we return. The body sleeps. And you know, sleep is only temporary because one day we shall wake up and we will rise again and God will come with the soul spirit. The body shall reconsummate out, out of the dust and in the midair when he comes, and then we'll woof, go to be with the Lord forever in heaven. Why don't you say amen? Why don't you say hallelujah? Jesus is our blessed hope. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Oh, yeah, you go straight to heaven when you die, if, big if conditional, you are in Christ. Luke 23, 43. Jesus is on the cross here. Luke 23, 43, it says, and Jesus said to the thief, you know, the thief said, Lord, when you come into your kingdom, remember me. Remember that, that exchange while they were on the cross? And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you. Now, Jesus is speaking authoritatively here. Why? Because he's resurrection and the life. So, and Jesus says to him, assuredly, I say to you, not tomorrow. He says today. Not next week, not next month, not 50 years, a billion years from now. He says what? Today. Say today. Today. Man, when you die on that cross right then. You are going to be in the presence of God. And you know the sound is, now you know that's a whole lot of grace for a person to die on that cross having done nothing for God and received God at the last moment. I do believe in deathbed conversions. <laughs> this person died, believe in Christ, while knowing he couldn't do nothing for Christ. Now, some of you say, well, I'm going to just have my fun and drink and play and do whatever I want to do, sleep around, and then I'm going to confess at the last minute and go to heaven. No, it's not going to happen like that for you. Okay, so get that out of your mind. It's not going to be that easy. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, you know, you know not. You know not the moment or the hour. You waiting on a dead, bad conversion. Uh, uh, you, you drop dead somewhere you ought not be. Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Heaven. Heaven. Oh, God, that makes my soul happy. I'm getting so happy, I want to go right now. <laughs> Luke 23, 46 says, still on the cross, Jesus speaking, and when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit into his hands, right? In the hands of God in heaven. Having said this, he breathed his last. He breathed his last. So when you die, you're in Christ, you go straight to heaven. You die without Christ, you go straight to hell. And we've been commissioned by God to get as many people to Jesus as we possibly can. Stop being mad over the unessentials. That's right. 
Stop being, stop having an attitude about stuff that has no eternal lasting value. Some folk are just mad. Mad because their Kool-Aid not sweet. <laughs> just stay mad. Mad because the wife say, go this way. And the husband say, no, I know what I'm doing. And you get here, you're mad. <laughs> Listen, stop being mad about that peanut stuff. And be about the father's business. Now, let's transition to where we were last week. Why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Number one, because all things are made new. Verse one. All things are made new. Verse one. Nothing old in heaven. Nothing wears out in heaven. Nothing fade away in heaven. You know, a billion years later, and you can't even talk in years up there because it's timeless. Everything will look as new as when you first got there and saw it. All things are made new. Number two, what, why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, incomprehensible place? It is impossible to imagine life on earth without problems. In fact, life on earth compels us to prepare for them because we know they will come. God's Word tells us so. However, if we endure to the end of our lives on earth through the application of and obedience to His Word, we will be free of the trials and tribulations of this life and rewarded with eternal life with our Lord and Savior. The former things shall be no more, nor will we remember them. Listen as God uses Pastor Rander to share this inexplicable truth. Number two, the bridegroom. Who is the bridegroom? Jesus Christ will present his bride. Who is the bride? The church, the church, her brand new home. Verse two, verse two, we will receive our brand new home. Jesus is preparing as we speak a home for us, not made with human hands. John 14, two and three. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also in that text. Jesus prepares a home for his bride. Number three, why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Number three, heaven is a place where God will live in the midst of his people. That is exciting. Verse three, God will be in the midst of his people. Some some people get excited about a a spur signature from the world champions, uh, uh, some person in Hollywood or the president, and they just get in long lines to get autographs. But you know what? You just get a piece of paper and get a signature, and then you lose the paper. (laughs) But what makes heaven heaven is that Jesus is there. He will be in the midst. We will see Jesus face to face. We will have a glorified body that will equip us to see him face to face. We shall know him by the prince in his hands, the prince in his side and feet, the crown of thorns. You'll have those markings of the, thorn, of the crown of thorns that was around his brow. We shall know him and gaze at his glory. Why is heaven such a beautiful, indescribable, and incomprehensible place? Number four, heaven is so blissful 
because it is a place where God will wipe every tear from the eyes of his children. And there shall be no more death, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, or no more pain. You say, where is that? Right in the text, uh, Revelation 21, 4. In the text it says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. My friends, it is difficult to comprehend a place without tears. Well, we've seen tears all our lives. A place without grief, a place without sorrow, in heaven, no pain and death, because it is what we have experienced all the days of our life on earth. All we've seen is grief and pain and death and dying. Grief, pain, sorrow, death, dying. Grief, pain, sorrow, death, dying. But in heaven, all gone. It is absolutely incomprehensible to think that there will be absolutely nothing to grieve our hearts. There will be absolutely nothing in heaven to cause us to sorrow. No more, no more hurricanes, no more tornadoes, no more earthquakes, no more floods, no more fires. The West Coast is burning up. They better come to Jesus. No more droughts, no more emotional or physical pain, no more abuse, no more suffering, no more disappointments, no more division, no more fussing, no more arguing, no more cussing, no more drugs, no more hate, no more bitterness, no more burden, no more heartaches, no more trials, no more tribulation, no more sickness, and no more disease. No more indigestion, no more hiccups, no hiccups, no more arthritis, no more headaches. That's right. No more. We'll be done with the troubles of the world. Gone home to be with the Lord. There will be no need for doctors, nurses, or hospitals. Because no sickness is there. No more checkups. A perfect body. We will have new glorified bodies that is like our Lord's body in his post-resurrection appearances that will be absolutely free of physical infirmities. Forget about the anti-aging cream. Forget about the Botox. Forget about your wrinkles. Aging. Forget about dying death of parents, death of children. And how sweet it is to know that death itself will be done away with. There will be no more memorials, no more graveside services, no more funeral processions, no more cemeteries, no more funeral homes. All will be a thing of the past. How wonderful it is to know that the former things have passed away. Beloved, just this alone should make you homesick for heaven. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and the mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. No more death. No more death. We've seen death time and time again. And I don't care how often we see it, we can never get used to it. Never get used to it. No more sting of death. Isaiah 25, 8 says, he will swallow up death forever. Death will be forever gone. And the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people, he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. He has spoken. No more tears. No more pain. No more hurt. No more abuse. What makes heaven heaven? 
Heaven is a place where the very person and words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. Heaven is a place where the very words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. Verse 5, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. Underline that true. These words are true. You can count on them. You can, you can take it to the bank. God keeps his promise. In other words, whatever God says will happen, will happen. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24 says, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. God keeps his word. Every promise that God spoke has been fulfilled and heaven will be a place without broken promises. Heaven will be a place without deception, without schemes, and without lies. What makes heaven heaven is that every word spoken by God and his people is absolutely pure and undefiled. All conversations that will ever be had uh, that one has in heaven is absolutely perfect, absolutely healthy, wholesome, and without ill motive. What are you talking about? Sweet talk, no gossip, no slander, no backbiting, no bitter, n- bitterness, none of that. All passed away, perfect, harmonious conversation throughout the eternal ages. Wow. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Let me tell you about heaven. Heaven is a place of spiritual blessings, refreshment, and satisfaction. Heaven is a place of spiritual blessings, refreshment, and satisfaction. Look at verse 6. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Say, what is this saying? When God refers to himself as Alpha and Omega, you sorority and fraternity people, you know this. These are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And he is saying that he is the beginning and the end, the first and the last. When Jesus says it is done, say it is done. Jesus says it is done. It means that salvation of God's saints is complete. That, you know, when we get to heaven, there's not another person that needs to be saved. You know why? Because all the elect will be saved. Nobody unsaved in heaven because all to be saved are now what? Saved. So salvation is complete and also the destruction of God's enemies is complete. In other words, there will be no more enemies to rise up from Satan, the beast, the false prophet, all the way down. All the lost folk, the worst folk uh, that's without Christ. All enemies are forever gone. There will never be another enemy to rise up and give God's children any issues. And those who hunger and thirst for righteousness on earth are completely filled in the presence of Christ, who is the fountain of the water of life. In other words, the fountain of the water of life. He alone is the one who provides salvation. We drink of his water freely. Uh, He saves. 
Revelation 22, 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. In other words, there will be no need to look in the future because what was prophesied about the future has now come. We will never say uh, tomorrow because we will always be in the eternal now. Heaven is a place where we will carry out our God-given assignments and enjoy spiritual blessings and refreshments forever. Saints will only thirst for the things of God and will find total satisfaction in Christ as we experience the fullness of God's presence. In heaven, we will experience the fullness of God's glory, the the abundance of life. In other words, our being with Christ will be so completely fulfilling that it will eclipse every desire that you ever had on earth. What brings you the most pleasure on earth? What is it? Whatever that is. And some of y'all, there's some strange things that bring you pleasure. Some strange things you can't even say it in church. Is it gambling? Is it sexual immorality? Is it uh, sleeping around? What, what brings you pleasure? Money? You, 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 Fido, your dog? What brings you pleasure? What is it? Is it rice and gravy and yams and collard greens and fat bags? What brings you pleasure? Basketball, football, hockey. What brings you pleasure? Whatever brings it in. Being in heaven will eclipse everything that brought you joy because those things come and go. But Jesus is a forever God. And we shall be with him forever and ever. And ever? How long is forever? <laughs> forever. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Forever and ever and ever and ever. And, and you say 10,000 years, that's just saying forever. Because it is timeless over there. No clocks, no calendars, none of that stuff. Because you are in the forever land where we will never, 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 never grow old. And all God's children said, praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this message on the reality of hell as well as the reality of heaven. And people are going there by the multitudes. And we have the key to the kingdom. And many times we suck and we sour. We are, many are bitter, mad, and mean, and angry, and unforgiving, ungrateful, and unholy. Because if we are in ungrateful, that means we are unholy. Oh God, wake us up. May this message wake us up because we can die any moment. Help us, God, to not only trust you for ourselves, believe in you the only way into the kingdom of God, but sharing Jesus with others that they too can have a personal encounter with the risen Savior. And all God's children said, amen. You heard the message? I know you understood the message. I preached up a sweat because I love you that much 
and because heaven and hell is real. I, as your pastor, I don't want to see you go to hell. I don't want to see anybody go hell, go to hell from the church house. It's possible to come into God's house and be lost, be an usher and be lost, a deacon, a preacher, a, a, a media ministry technician, serve the kids, feed the children, and be lost. Oh, God, it is our prayer that people come to know the Savior. And because we know Christ, we love him and we serve him with all our hearts, minds, soul, and strength. If you doubt the least little bit as to whether or not you're saved, you're not so sure you're saved, these counselors are standing here to receive you. Are you here? You know you know the Lord, but you don't have a church home. Well, you can be accountable, be challenged, be nurtured to grow up in the faith. This is the way I preach every Sunday. Those who are members here, they know that. We invite you to Maranatha Bible Church that you too can drink of the water of life in the Lord Jesus and be saved. Don't be unsure at this juncture of your life. You're too old to not be sure. You've got to be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock who is Jesus Christ. You come now. Satan's going to give you a lot of reasons to stay in that seat, but you say, I'm not going to listen to that voice of procrastination. I'm going to move out on God's word and his promise so that I can have a new beginning and adventure in Christ. You come God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.